Welcome back to The Human Exception. This week, I dig into the Bielefeld Conspiracy, a conspiracy that alleges that a city in Germany simply doesn't exist and is part of an elaborate cover-up. Nathan then takes us to the tragic Akigahara Forest in Japan. While a stunning landscape, the forest has had a long history of being one of Japan's primary places people go to to end their lives. As always, foul language will be included, but since we are talking about Akigahara, there will also be mentions of suicides and struggles with mental health. So please listen with care. Let's get ready for another human exception. cultist Alistair Crowley following son of a bitch but very few of them make any hay on the fact that he was also deeply connected with L. Ron Hubbard mm. so, <laughs> I was like I gotta, I gotta follow that too you can't tell me that and yeah, yeah not yeah. not yeah so it's I was like oh I need more time I need to read this book and the book is really good so far so I, I will do a book report and uh, an episode. Love a book report. Yep. Meant to it. Uh, in happier news, um, we're supposed to get rain in Vancouver tomorrow through Thursday. Hell yeah. That's what it and said. And right? that's what it says. <laughs> we're supposed to. I said supposed, supposed to. to. Right. Right. Uh, Nanaimo should be getting rain pretty much through the week. Wow. So okay. let's let's just cross our fingers and hope that shit happens. Yep. That'd be good. Yeah. This has been Weather Talk with the Hexcast and <laughs> oh, We're shit. done, guys. That's thanks and for listening that's it. to Woo. our five minute weather forecast for this week. We don't <laughs> have any content for you. We'll be back <laughs> next week with everything. All my content is FOMO and like, look at this weird thing that I can only talk about for 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, but those are fun because it's like little bite-sized morsels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to chew yeah. on. Yeah. I and do you could love definitely that. like get more. I, yeah. Like that'd be a fun, like, here's, five weird, here's five weird sh- fucking whatever's Ooh. I found this week. That yeah, I... like a real quick round robin. Like everyone yeah. goes around. That's fun. We that could means do that. I have to remember five things for the week. Just write it down. I mean, that's just... What, you just you just hit save on your Instagram. <laughs> that's mm-hmm, what mm-hmm. you think what that I, I do on social media. <laughs> I mean, that's all I do. Yeah, <laughs> perpetually I just, online. I just disassociate and look at <laughs> and look at Instagram for fifteen minutes every day. <laughs> Let's talk about German city. About what? German city. Oh. Is it Berlin? No. Oh. Ooh. So, this mm. very beautiful nightscape is the city of Bielefeld. Very cool. Bielefeld is a city in northwestern Germany with a population of about 323,000. 
It's the state, it's in the state of North Rhine-Westphalia and is the 18th largest city in Germany. With a large university and hospital and historic castle and it's very typically looking German with all the, the beautiful churches and everything. Or at least that's what they want you to think. Oh no. The, even, the evil, conniving, manipulating Machiavellian elites of the Illuminati. The truth is, oh. <laughs> Bielefeld doesn't exist. What? It's conspiracy time. Oh my god. What? <laughs> okay. So, on May 16th, 1994, an, a man by the name of Akeem Held, a computer science student of the University of Kiel, he made a post on a news group, which is an old form, or an old kind of almost like forums back in the day when forums weren't really a thing. Um, anyways, I found the post that he originally made. Of course, it was written in German, but Google Translate did a pretty good job of translating it. But if anything reads weird, that's why. It's because I'm relying on the, the Google to make the words make sense. So here is how the post opens. Or actually, this is the post. I'm gonna, I've got the entire post here. So. Quote, I can no longer keep it to myself today. I must finally risk my life to go public. Mankind must be enlightened about the Bielefeld conspiracy. It all started quite harmlessly when we, a small group of intrepid people, noticed that although there was talk of a city called Bielefeld, from time to time, none of us ever knew anyone had ever been there, let alone, you know, lived in Bielefeld. That gave us the idea that Bielefeld doesn't exist. From there, our senses were naturally heightened, and we gradually discovered the extent of the conspiracy. Cars with fake B.I. plates, a mysterious football team pretending to be from Bielefeld. In short, they spared no expense and effort to make us believe that Bielefeld really exists. Then something threatening happened. At first, not suspecting anything bad, some of us spoke about our discoveries. A little later, they informed us, in retrospect, I have to say that we should have, not, we should have noticed their blank stare back then. But they had met someone from Bielefeld or had even been there themselves. They, in all caps, had subjected the poor devils to brainwashing. No. Of course, oh my god. Of course, oh we thought god. about who was behind it. Is the conspiracy connected to NASA's fake moon landing? Does John F. Kennedy even have a hand in the CIA in his CIA protected exile? Or are the extraterrestrials under the leadership of the Venusian Omnek Onek trying to make us believe in the existence of Bailafield? Does have anything to do with the bad Star Trek dubbing? Does the whole thing serve to hide a base of, of Rich, oh god, Reichsluftscheib flower? I cannot pronounce that word. I failed my German heritage. <laughs> um, luckily, I spotted an ad in 2000, the magazine for new consciousness for programmed water, which is, helps prophylact prophylactically against alien implants up to level three. Of course, I ordered several bottles at the price of oh 87 Swiss francs per liter and drank them all in one gulp, so you won't get me that easily. Then, a little while ago, the bright spot, as we drove past <laughs> on the Autobahn, where Bailefeld is supposed to be, a sign pointing to an Autobahn junction had the name Bailefield, and yes, they even put up signs. They were crossed out with bright orange tape. That was a sign for us. There were other groups working underground whose goal is to uncover the Bailefield deception. So encouraged, I must now simply go public. Let everyone know about the outrageous charade that is taking place in our country. Why isn't the government doing anything about this deception? Or is it even part of the Bailafield conspiracy? Of course, I won't have access to Usenet for long after I write this. 
you should not save this article in your home directory. That's where they will look first when they come for you. My only hope is that I've opened enough people's eyes that they realize that their maneuver has failed and admit that Bailafield doesn't exist. (laughs) Sometime later, Akeem would return and explain in deeper detail about this conspiracy. There's a part two. There's a part two. Warning. This site contains material which yeah. they do not want the public to know. Don't save the page to your local disk, otherwise it will be the, it will be your turn. Then they will suddenly show up at your door, and that happens faster than you think. You should also try to destroy all evidence that you have read this page. Do not add this page to your bookmarks. Thank you. Thank you for erasing from your memory. <laughs> The post goes on to describe the extents in which no. they have gone to make sure that the world believes that Bailafield is real and how the media makes fake articles from the place that, that to make it portray as a normal city or how they have a domain name where people can have email addresses and all that sort of stuff. The article posts four theories as to who is behind this. One, it could be a group behind the star brother yes. and world teacher Ashtar Sharon, who is as... Which is a species of alien which George Van Tassel says has been in contact with us since 1952. I had to look up a lot of these. That was that was that was a sentence <laughs> so, of gobbledygook. Say that again. The star brother and world teacher Ashtar Sharon, which is an alien species. Like I googled that part. It's an alien species that was discovered by George Van Tassel that says that we've been in contact with since 1952. No. Who are preparing their landing at the place where Bellafield is supposed to be, which according to the relevant specialist literature is imminent. This group is said to include Elvis and Kurt Cobain, both of whom are still alive, covered by the Swedish Secret Service. Oh my god. So you know you know that guy uh, who ran the uh, Colt 48 down in Texas who they were all waiting on um, JFK to come back? Um, died. Um, yeah, he did. He died. Yeah, he died. So now they're roping him into their conspiracy where they're like, JFK is going to (laughs) come back and Elvis and Prince and Aaliyah and now our leader. And I was just like, as soon as you said that, my brain went right there. And I'm like, why is it always celebrities? And what is happening? Oh my God. Since the alleged assassination attempt, the CIA has been keeping JFK hidden at the spot where Bella failed is said to be. So that he cannot tell oh. anything about NASA's <laughs> fake moon landing. To what extent the Reichslefab, which is a spacecraft oh, which is allegedly made by the Nazis, power is playing along from its moon or Mars base, Ew. we cannot say, since all evidence was destroyed when the heavily armed Observer Mars probe was launched. The Vatican may have more information on this, which has regularly flown to Mars in a tacky unpowered the Vatican since 1950s. Okay. okay. <laughs> this dude lives in a movie. It's Iron Skies, people. We're living in mm-hmm. Iron Skies. Oh my gosh. Ooh, good cut. That's um wow. Okay. Theory three. <laughs> <laughs> I still have never seen that movie. Theory three. The Mossad, which is the Israeli intelligence agency, um, is in cooperation with the Omega, which is a secret group that is truly running things in the world are planning to set up a secret research laboratory at this point, because exactly at this point are two undocumented ley lines. The millennia-old tunnel to America and Australia via Atlantis could also have its interests here. Important accomplices, namely Juve Barshall and Olaf 
Vietnam were eliminated early on by secret services working together with Mossad, including the Stasi and the less well-known Foundation, in quotes. Wow. No. Wow. This yeah. is this is conspiracy roulette. Like it's and just the spin theory, the wheel and slap and it down. The is that on the site oh lies gosh. the lair of of one of the dormant fourth age dragons. Which I looked this up it seems to be a reference to the the wheel I'm of sorry, time the series. What? So yeah, apparently fourth age dragons are Stop waiting it. to be awakened by out. magic on December 24th, 2011, which is my Mayan apocalypse. Um, and this place is protected by the Knights of the Cross Orders, right. which is A-A-O-R-R-A-C, which seems to be like an Austrian Knights Templar, but of alchemy, who are now engaged in the production of programmed no. water, according to okay. a recipe that they received from Ann Johnson under brutal torture, as what? is well known and had received this from highlight, as, as is well what? known and had received this from highlight beings from space in order to protect humanity from extraterrestrial implants up to level three. Clearly, this one didn't pan out. I thought you were saying Highlight Magazine. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, and Highlight? Highlight has Highlight's alien secrets yeah. now? Obviously can't be a thing. No dragons showed up right. that I'm aware of. But good, on. good. The rest are still up for grabs, guys. Wow. They don't, yeah, they don't usually, these folks don't usually um, yeah. go for yeah, things out of books like dragon. that. That's a that's like, that really hard for them. Through me, yeah they they don't realize the the um, the origins of some of the stuff that they believe actually does come from like behold a pale horse and all that bull crap, but uh, which was a book. Um, but yeah, they usually they're like the Matrix. Yeah. It's the movie. It's it's very QAnon esque, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the the Robert Jordan thing. I was just like, excuse me, what? <laughs> All right. So the post then goes on to tell the reader about what they can do. Quote, on the, other, on, on the one hand, we can all write to Budenstag, the European Parliament and the UN, to finally ensure that they are no longer covered by the politicians. However, since it is to be feared that they have politicians, as well as organized crime and the major world religions under their control, the chances of success of this path are rather doubtful. Another possibility is that all Balefield doubters meet and create so much positive radiation together through transcendental meditation that the dizziness blows up. A similar approach has reduced crime in Washington, D.C. by up to 20%. This is particularly effective in combination with the Hopi candles in the ear and yogic levitation. No. Also, why are we assigning moral values to radiation? Yeah, I don't think radiation cares. I think it just no. is not conspiracy. Um, yeah. yeah. Electron. Yeah, that wow. Fucking you up. Now and then, in one of the newspapers actually controlled by them, an editor will muster up the courage and risk at least hinting at the conspiracy one of their issues. For example, the FAZ called Bellafeld, the mother of uncities. And the TAZ titled an article, The Bermuda Triangle Near Bellafeld. Of course, when asked, you get to hear that you, that you get to hear that they meant something completely different. TAZ even said it should ha really have been called Bitterfeld. But for a brief moment, the readers were made aware that something was wrong with Bellafeld. We should all follow the courage of these editors. 
about whose fate, further fate was unfortunately not known. Wait, editors yeah. at a paper they, that they is spoke controlled out. by them. Hinted okay. that something was wrong with Bailafell. Oh! The thing that always gets me about stuff like this, and it doesn't matter what it is, whatever tale they're spinning in the back of their minds and, and putting it out on the internet for the rest of us to just go, the hell? Uh, is that they're like, you know what you can do? You can write. That's the old internet of now. You can post this on Facebook and make it all known. It's like, no, if you really believe this shit, you would be running for the hills. I mean, that's where we get preppers, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those people fully are in on what they believe, but you have these folks who are like, like now it's like, it's all about the, uh, with this stupid movie that's out now. It's all about, oh, oh the dumbs, the, no, oh. the uh, QAnon movie that's out oh, right I now. Did not oh, the, um, um, the Sound of Freedom. Yeah, oh. the one with Sound of Freedom with Jim Caviezel. Yeah, who's a psycho. Um, you know, they're, they're all like, <laughs> oh, he's rescuing kids. He's doing all of these things. And we can, we fully believe. It's like, if you really, truly believed that there were children in deep underground military bases, you would do something. Do something. I would hope that you would do You would something. do something. Yeah. But instead, they're just sharing this shit on Facebook. It's it's the exact same or, or very close to what you're talking about with this, Kayla. That was in what what year was this? This was originally written in 1995. 1995. Okay, so real early internet days. Yeah, um, yeah you would be... It's, it, it's always this thing. They just want to be part of the story. They don't actually want to do anything. Oh, it's role play. Doing things is hard. Doing things is hard. Hope some prayers. Although I will give this person credit, whose uh, thesis, apparently, you're reading, uh, that, that this is so... This is so... This is fucking bizarre. <laughs> I yeah, I love how weird this is. But also, like it's <laughs> also, let's give them a little benefit of the doubt. There are fake cities in China, right? What are you talking about? You don't know about like I have no idea. There are like ghost cities in China where they like built up all this infrastructure and stuff, but no one can afford to live there, so they're just empty. Has am I crazy? I've never heard am of I that. Conspiracy yeah. theorist? Do I have to buy? What? Oh, oh yeah. That's wild. Sounds like you found a topic, Courtney. I need to look. I need to look to make sure I'm not yeah. crazy. No, there's their actual thing. <laughs> okay. I'm like, do I have a tin hat? Am I insane? Did I fall victim <laughs> to the propaganda? Did, am I the foil? Yeah. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> all right. So the last of things that you can do. But what we can all do for ourselves on a small scale is this. Take care of the unfortunate victims of brainwashing. Nurture them. Gently make them understand that they are being misinformed. And always profess yourself openly so that they will realize that we are no longer fooled. Bailafell does not exist. Um. Okay. okay. There's a little more than like, I always you know, get un- about it. I always get uncomfortable when I read that stuff because it definitely... Like, I definitely have been on the flip side of that, where, like, I look at these these people at, with their beliefs that are um, unhinged and try and, I think, the exact same things about them. So are we the same? Mm-hmm. Am I just on the wrong side of a conspiracy? Is anything real? <laughs> no, no. It's a, uh, yeah, the conspiratorial thinking brain is really a fascinating bit of social science. So yeah, 
take that all in. You got some nice vintage conspiracies in okay. there. Clearly the fourth age dragons never show <laughs> up, like I said. Um, but, you know, doesn't mean that JFK isn't there or that the aliens will be landing there someday. In 1995-96, Arkeem would go on to make a website dedicated to theory that then carried on the legend. So after this theory went live, it seemed like the world came out to challenge it. People seemed to come out of the woodwork to claim that they'd been to Bellefeld or even were from it. And, they, and it seemed that every other day, Bellefeld would make the news. And then there was the official Bellefeld homepage on the internet. The website sprang up showing idyllic vistas of the city's avenues and prominent buildings. But there was no solid evidence that these streets and buildings were images in Bellefeld. Students claim that these could have been taken anywhere. Conspiracy theory grew with the, with the ascendancy of the previously forgotten soccer team, Armenia Bellefeld, which started to enjoy a moderate level of success in the top German league, putting the city's name in the sporting arena, featuring aging stars and actors who the students allege are being paid to perpetuate the myth of Bellefeld's existence, and a group of supporters on the same payroll. Armenia Bellefeld is the perfect facade of normality for the more sinister going-ons in this shadowy area of Germany. According to the students, those who have escaped the city are the lucky ones. Most people who find themselves in the area, just off of the AT motorway, are abducted and manipulated at the top-secret ultra-modern manipulation institution known as the Bailefeld Center. Those who have got out without being manipulated can give a detailed description of this facility. Some have attached the Illuminati to this conspiracy. So Bailefeld is around 257.9 square kilometers. Some of those individual digits are 23. The area tele telephone code is 057110000. Add those digits together and you get 23. The city's administration is at 23 Niederwall. Population is 323000, or at least was in 2002, which has the number 23 right there in the middle. And the number 23 is supposedly a particularly unlucky number for the Illuminati. <laughs> Okay. Supposedly. <laughs> Why are conspiracy theorists always so fascinated with numbers? Like, I've seen this with numbers COVID as well, where they're like, add these mm -hmm. numbers together. You've got that number of the beast. You get this. You get that. And I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Use the same way. 17 is like their sacred number. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's interesting because a lot of them tend to be like very heavily in a, in a certain yeah. Christian sect too. And as soon as it's like, you do realize you're worshiping false idols, right? They get all freaked yeah. out. And also, I most of not. them are bad at math because they can't do math. Bad at math. Yep. Yeah, oh. you can yep. manipulate <laughs> any number to come out with the result that you want eventually, right? Absolutely. Like, yeah, you're pulling meaning out of thin air. But if anyone's seen air. the movie, the number 23 with Jim Carrey, definitely worth checking out. <laughs> oh, right. Right. I remember that. Was that was so unhinged. Hinged. That was... It's a good movie. It, I love that movie so much, though. It was so good. It's not a comedy, but it kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right. It's, it's, it's comedic <laughs> in its insanity. Um, yeah. So, while most conspiracies fester and grow under the surface away from the general public, Bailiffug conspiracy was a big one. Claiming an entire city doesn't exist isn't exactly covert. In 1999, five years after the initial post... The press office of the metropolis even felt compelled to issue a three-page statement ending with a sentence in bold type and reinforced by three exclamation marks, but Bellefeld does exist. <laughs> However, the date of the statement might give cause for thought. It was April 1st. Is Bellefeld just an April 1st joke? Oh, come on. 
And that's serious. You were going to say the 23rd. It was on April 1st. Uh, Giselle Blackerman, a spokesperson for Bellafeld, was once quoted as saying, I hate it like the plague. It's annoying in day-to-day work, especially when people send you emails and think it's a new and great joke. Oh my god. In November 2012, Angela Merkel would talk and presentation about the German social prize. She also remembered an event in Bielefeld and added, if it exists, and then says, I had an impression I was there. I hope I can go there again. Yeah, Merkel. No, don't do it. Angela. Man. Come on. So the true story behind this conspiracy theory is pretty mundane. Hakeem Held was a student he was at a get-together in 1993 when someone there said that they were from Bailefeld. Someone joked that no one was from Bailefeld. It didn't exist. This became an inside joke between Akeem and his friends. The theory expanded on in a trip when the friends took together. Quote, We were on the way from Kiel to Essen on the A2. At the time, there was a large construction site around Bailefeld so that all the exits in that direction of Bailefeld were really crossed out with orange and colored tape. And we joked, We're really on the trail of the conspiracy. Bailefeld doesn't exist. The following year, Akeem would write up his posts to further the joke, thinking nothing more of it. A 2004 interview, Akeem says this, quote, We posted a lot of nonsense on Usenet back in the day. People, usually people laughed a little about the text, but then they were quickly forgotten. I never thought that Bailiffel conspiracy would develop into such a surefire success. People joined in on the conspiracy theory, elaborating and adding details, and everyone seemed to be having a good time with it and recognized the satire. Well, for the most part... There was actually someone who took the theory at face value. Sometime in the evening, someone actually stood in front of my door, who somehow got my address, and he told me about the mean experiments that had been done to him and wanted to talk to me about the Bailiffel conspiracy. That was very disturbing. Um, yeah. He says, quote, I never doubted that Bailiffel really existed. You know, his attention at the time was to make fun of conspiracy theories was once asked if one of the stories that inspired him and he said quote there was a story about someone who believed the government was watching him via the infrared sensor on the remote control for his television set mm-hmm. so in 2008 the computer scientist dared to visit the city invited to attend the premiere of the movie the Bailefeld conspiracy he was afraid that an angry crowd would be waiting for him with torches and pitchforks but you know this didn't happen he was received very friendly, and he remembers his stay in Bellefeld. The city has nice corners, and the only thing missing in East Westphalia is the access to the sea that Held had in his own his own hometown. 2014 was Bellefeld's 800th birthday, and it seemed that Akeem's theory had found a place in the celebrations. The event's motto began became 800 years of Bellefeld that doesn't even exist. Sabine Mocha for the marketing for the 800th anniversary was quoted as saying. Mr. Held is always very welcome in Bellefeld. At the city's 800th anniversary in 2014, Bellefeld Mayor Pitt Clausen celebrated the long-running gag by saying, Bellefeld doesn't exist is a great opener for a conversation. It gives me the opportunity to talk about how beautiful and how wonderful our city is, about what's going on here, and naturally beat the drum for our city so people can and can see here. And if, it, if this opening didn't exist, you know, we can come up with it our, one ourselves. <laughs> So in 2019, <laughs> the city of Bielefeld offered Thank 1 God. million euros to anyone that could prove that the city wasn't real. <laughs> Other local manufacturers got in on the reward as well, including like the pudding manufacturer like Dr. Oker 
and a local condom company, each offering a million of their products. The second division team, Armenia Bellafield, also offered a place in its squad. Oh my god, the condom thing makes me laugh so hard, because it's like, <laughs> yes, if you can prove this, we will give you condoms, because you should not be reproducing. Yeah. <laughs> also, you can't prove a negative. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. pretty great. <laughs> or 2,000 conspiracy theorists tried. They answered the call, but none could prove that the city didn't exist. As a result, the Bailfield market team, marketing team erected a memorial stone on the Old Town Church Square, a tombstone dedicated to the conspiracy. The tombstone says, Bailfield Conspiracy, 1994 to 2019, and includes a QR code that links to the city's official website. And I've got a picture. Stop it! <laughs> that is so cheeky. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. They even invited a team to come and help them unveil the memorial. Akeem then updated his website to announce the death of the theory. It says that he <laughs> left the original post there just so people could come and read it and remember the good times. The theory <sighs> is now dead, officially. Because <laughs> he went and did the thing with the people? Yep, because he acknowledged that it's dead with the tombstone. Yeah. But obviously, obviously, that's just because they got to him. So, of course, of course, him. they yeah. got to him. Them. Uh, yeah, so I that that's was pretty fun. good. <laughs> that is really, that's really good. That uh, I, I spend way too much time in conspiracy land, and I don't know that I've ever heard. A screed like that so truly just <laughs> epically combining all of it, all of the things. It's like almost all of the conspiracies blended together. I was waiting for you to say like, oh, the World Economic Forum and throw that in there, too. And like Bohemian Grove and shit. Like I was uh, I was ready for it. <laughs> yep. That was a good twist, you know. But then again, that was nuts. into these conspiracy theories, we end up finding out that the origins are incredibly mundane and not anything yes. taken seriously yet somehow. No. They're almost always extremely boring, born of someone's lack of pathos or just a, a, a misunderstanding. Like or some shit, yeah. Like... Yes, yeah, they read too much L. Ron Hubbard, like something happened. Or, or the other side of it is it's just racism. Yeah, yeah. there's that. I think there's That's always the other side in there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it always has roots in like anti-Semitism mm -hmm. and racism. And, um, you know, the people don't realize like the, if, if you hear of things like the protocols of the elders of Zion, that was, that was pumped out, helped and spread by Henry Ford, mm -hmm. who was a massive, massive anti-Semite. And, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, well, it's about, you know, it's about the Jews and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, as soon as you say that, eh -eh. you lose eh -eh. all credibility. Yeah. yeah. You lose all yeah. credibility. Back, back up. Oh, you're just a racist. Okay. So yeah. Oh, cool. Great. Now. I'll just, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm writing you off. Yeah. Yep. And then, oh, but that's, I've not heard of the city one. That's kind of fun. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I had it in the list. Um, that was like, and I was looking for something relatively simple. I'm like, ah, oh, this can't go that far. Yeah, and yeah, it was. Good. Yeah, that was, was good pretty. One. That was pretty good. Ninety five too. That's really interesting. Ninety four is when it got posted, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, yeah, that was like old early internet days. Yeah. yeah. That is that is really hmm. Okay. It's like that's one of a million. I'm of excited. Things of, like Australia doesn't exist, or like 
Detroit right. Or right. Or right. The maps are wrong, which gets you into Flat Earth, which, yeah. 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 <laughs> they all start going like Uncanny Valley, Twin Peaks land eventually. And it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. <laughs> cool your jets. All right. Well, they right. kick us off. Yeah, sure. Let's let's kick us off. Fuck. Um, I don't even know what you're doing. <laughs> well, that's that's the the joy of the most recent topics is that it's a little more fun to just not tell you guys. <laughs> um, surprise! surprise! <laughs> uh, we're talking about Yoki Gahara Forest. Oh no! Oh no! This is going to uh, be an uplifting story. Didn't we already talk about the forest? Uh, I, I don't think, think so. It may have been mentioned. Oh. No, it might have been mentioned. I feel um, like it's been mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I just uh, watched a thing about it and was like, this is totally something we would cover, but also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was, I was looking through, um, I was looking through our stuff our our info and sources and episodes and I couldn't find anything. I may have just missed it. But also our um our ideas page. Uh oh hey, you know what? Look at this. Completed topics. There's a whole thing right here that I completely oh. missed. Okay. Um Okay, organized stuff <laughs> it's sometimes. on there. <laughs> Almost. Da, 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 da. It would have been, yeah, no. A while ago. I think we may have just mentioned it. We did yeah, not. Yeah, we mentioned. Yeah, we didn't cover. We just. I'm sure. Can we mention it with the doll forest? Because that would be. Oh, maybe. Five billion Japanese topics. True. Yeah. Um. Thank you for joining us on Japanese Mythology Today. Uh, I will be your host and guide, Nathan. Um, Please don't cry. <laughs> so, a little bit of information on uh, Aokigahara Forest. Not the depressing stuff, um, but... It is situated in the northeastern part of the surrounding forest of um, Mount Fuji. Uh, it is a just an absolute like dense tangle of just super vibrant and thick patches of tree. Um, one of the reasons why they call it the Sea of Trees is just because it is so dense, it is so hard to navigate. Um, and because of this, that's sort of why a lot of like uh, the mythology around everything has popped up, because uh, Aokigahara Forest has its own sort of ghost mythos um, aside from everything else that we sort of know currently about it. So it sort of lives among three different 
areas of life. I I guess you would say it has a a mythology about it. It is a popular tourist attraction, um, and you can pay to uh, to take guided tours through it. Uh, popular hmm. destinations include the uh, the Wind Cave and the Ice Cave. Uh, plenty of different like climate uh, climatological differences within the forest exist. Um, but the reason why it is it has grown so fiercely and so strongly over the years is that the last known eruption from uh, Mount Fuji actually laid out a bed of lava rock, which is rich uh, growth ground, basically, for trees. And a lot of these, like, the tree, like, the, the foliage has just grown so intensely that one of the reasons that sort of this ghost mythology has sort of budded out of it is because the rumors are that once you go in, you never really come out. Um, and it's because, and I'll show you guys a, a picture of it, um, just a simple picture. It is so dense, um, wow. and so much of the terrain looks the same that it's really hard to navigate through the forest by um what is the word I'm looking for? Well yeah, by sight by sight alone, like by landmarks. Um because everything everything is sort of like gnarled and a lot of the the lava rock and everything sort of make it everything look the same and the trees and their uh and their roots grow in so many different ways there's really nothing to sort of differentiate it properly so the rumor is that the Forest is, is inhabited by a type of yokai, which are demons, um, called yure. Uh, yure's are ghosts. Um, they would be the ghosts that manifest from you or I if we died and we were still tethered to the earth, if we had unfinished business. Um, the kind of ghosts that you would see in popular culture, like... The, the ghost haunting Hogwarts or Casper or whatever, right? Um, they stick around because they have unfinished business. Uh, the difference between, say, a Yore or a ghost that we would generally encounter in, let's say, Supernatural, um, the oftentimes a ghost would be have a very specific um, need, right? Like, oh, I, I'm still tethered to this world because I forgot to tell somebody that I loved them before I died. Um, mm -hmm. Yure don't have those specific needs. What they want is for, um, you know, they maybe they just want um, 
a someone to find their lost body, right? Like it's not it's not so much the idea of oh, I absolutely have to have one thing. It's more of a general situation like oh, if someone killed me, I want them to be brought to justice. So if they go to jail or if they die or <laughs> whatever, it's not like this absolute specific thing has to happen before I go. Um, so it, it's kind of, it's kind of interesting, but the, the idea of the forest is that, um, so many people go in there and if they're not prepared, they will get lost. And because of this, um, because of the forest itself, this whole mythology has been created around it, around the ghosts that live within uh, Aokigahara. <clears throat> uh, one thing that's really interesting is that if a person dies, um, the and they are found by what they refer to as the uh, the forest guardians. Um, they're like the park rangers, basically. Uh, I was thinking they, Totoro. Yeah. <laughs> Immediately, I was like, "Oh, another yokai comes in. Awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> Unless, I mean, uh, park rangers, yokai. I don't know. Um, the uh, but yeah, the the forest guardians will come in and they will take the body, and there is a separate shed um, that they have for bodies that they found to. Um, and they have to, they spend the night with this body. So yeah. they will put the body in the bed and they will sleep in a separate cot or on the floor next to it. No. Oh, yep. Yeah. Immediately, no. <laughs> yeah. Hard no. Um, That's ugh. too much to ask of somebody who's a fucking park ranger. Yep. How much are they getting paid? I hope not it's enough. Not enough. Not, <laughs> not enough. enough. Yeah. Never enough. Um, the idea being that they are, uh, they need to watch over the body, um, in case the Yure, when it is leaving or near the body, tries to, um, you know, tries to make the body do something, essentially. Um, having someone near prevents that. And it's it really at the end of the day is a, a sort of more of a more of a superstition, but uh, supposedly the the guards on duty um, they play rock paper scissors to see who has to spend the night with the body. Oh no, <laughs> no, they are definitely not getting paid enough. They're no, not. They're not. Oh my! God. It is. Yeah, I saw that, and I'm like, oh. That's really no. upsetting. That's oh my super gosh. upsetting. They're making like maybe twenty dollars an hour. Yeah, I I need I need to know that like now. Um it's it's um it's one thousand nine hundred and ninety six yen an hour. Yeah. So yeah, about twenty dollars. Yeah. That's yeah, about so twenty bucks. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, for that for that kind of like for that kind of superstitious sort of um 
I, I, I say indoctrination, I guess. Like, it's just so prevalent within your belief that mm-hmm. I think I would want to be paid more for sure. You would have to pay me millions of dollars a year. Just to, like, spend the night a couple of times? Have, yeah. Like, it's also <laughs> these people have, like, a high school diploma. They're not, like priests or something you know who are mm-hmm. like trained to deal with shit like they're just people no now to be no. fair not every no. culture not every person has the same hang-ups with we do around death <laughs> and that's also true different Absolutely. spiritual beliefs as well so it may they're, not be as big doing, of a deal for them <laughs> they're doing rock paper scissors to see who has to sleep with the corpse <laughs> <laughs> sleep beside the corpse but yes. Sleep with yeah, not with corpse, not like necromancy, necro, necro, no, necromancy. Yeah, yeah, let's go with necromancy. <laughs> necrophilia. necrophilia. Yeah, necrophilia. <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. It's fine. Oof. Uh, but isn't there like, isn't there a belief in like traditional, and I could be mixing mine up, but isn't it like you don't want to be around the dead? It can like make you dirty. Am I mixing beliefs? Uh, or is that just blood? I don't recall that. I don't recall that either. Okay. I'm it might also just be something I watched on an on a TV show, so Yeah. Yeah. I don't know nearly enough about like death rituals and stuff in Japan to be able to answer that one. Yeah, I don't I don't either. Next topic <laughs> death rituals in Japan. Um Wow, now people are gonna hold me to that. Ah shit. <laughs> um once you say it, it's canon. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, it's a canon event. Um, all right. Uh, so, this is, this is sort of the, the everyday life of, uh, of a forest... Oh, gosh. The everyday life of a forest ranger in, or a forest guardian in, uh, around Aokigahara. Now, um... One of the interesting things is obviously this is a popular place for people to, you know, to go hiking, um, to, you know, pay for, for tours, right? Like if we were to go to Japan, we could pay for, uh, a tour to go through some of the more scenic areas, um, like the, the wind cave and the, and the ice cave and sort of experience the, the sort of different climates that are kind of in and around Mount Fuji and that area, which would be really cool. Um, Sorry, just to but also just interrupting. Yeah. I don't know if you might be about to deal, address this, but like if you're listening to this and you want to Google pictures of this forest, please, please be careful. Be very, very, yeah, definitely very be careful. careful. Yeah. It is a very yeah, we will be... common place where people unalive themselves and those tend to be the viral pictures. So... Yeah, mm-hmm. we will be we'll be going into that. Okay, in cool. Bit. I just wanted to make so, sure no one's just gonna go. So right future, <laughs> yeah. I, I kind of wanted to start off with the with the little less unpleasant stuff. That that's what then, happened to me uh, once is when I first heard about it. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, yeah. I was not prepared. That's, yeah. Oof. Anyway, sorry for interrupting you. Carry on. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, one of the one of the interesting things is because this is so hard to navigate um a lot of the time uh, and let's see i think there is a couple of pictures actually here's another uh another couple pictures that are that sort of give 
the the sense of just how much the wow. same everything looks and like you wouldn't it would be really hard to yeah yeah to navigate that i mean it's gorgeous it's looks like beautiful um, it looks like the forest outside of evergreen state college it's the very similar like green forest deep thick dark mm-hmm. green mm-hmm. but at night too that shit is impenetrable yeah. Uh, yeah. And even well even during the day like these pictures are like this these are during the day and it's still not that bright. Like it is super dark. Um and so so people who are hiking through here generally bring um a string or bags of some sort to tie off to the trees. So they can find their way back. Like it is that hard to navigate. So they start from the beginning of their trail and they will just bring um, like tape of some kind, like a roll of, of tape, hundreds of yards, just so they know how to get back. You know, where I'm going to go and enjoy the, the forest, but I'm going to get lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, another interesting thing is because of the way the area works is that often um, because of like volcanic activity and uh, and the um, like the magnetic field sort of in the area your compasses often don't work properly. Nope. So even if you (laughs) um, even if you went in there with the right tools you're still kind of fucked. That's terrifying oh my gosh so yeah so you definitely have to resort to some of the more base um versions of of getting (laughs) yourself back home Mm -mm. um so now we sort of dip into the more unpleasant part of the Aokigahara forest. Uh, oh, here we go. Um, I know this looks like a little dystopic, but you know, this is just a someone putting up a line for them to follow back. Basically, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bird box. It is a little bird box. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, but. In the 1950s, uh, 1960s, um, Aokigahara became a popular place uh, for people to go and commit suicide. Um, so one of the one of the reasons that it was so um, it was so popular is because when you go in there, uh, one of the effects that the the bed of lava rock has is that it absorbs sound so well. So it really gives a sense of solitude and sort of aloneness. Um, sounds are very quickly just sort of like absorbed. So you know when you have that, when you walk into a forest and you sort of have that feeling of 
maybe not so 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 much aloneness, but it's you're like you're you're there with nature and you can hear the birds and you can hear any of the wildlife sort of tromping through the trees farther off. You don't necessarily get that because it is dampened by the forest floor. Um and because of that, uh that is one of the biggest that was one of the bigger draws, right? It's it's really dark. Uh it's hard to find anything. Um and so it would become a popular uh, place for people to go and end their lives. Um, interesting, an interesting thing about Japan and their relationship with suicide is that at certain points in history, it was actually considered a, an act of honor. Um, really? If you were a samurai, um, if you were about to be captured by an enemy, it would be more honorable to kill yourself than to be captured. Um, and so they would, it would be, samurais would commit seppuku, which is basically a ritual disemboweling. Okay. Um, and that would be considered honorable. Um, huh. among them and uh, and other warriors, uh, even um, during World War II, when soldiers joined the Kamikaze, um, they were basically uh, they were suicide bombers, right? They they were considered uh, and seen as. Um, honored and respected warriors during the war. Yeah, there's new information being discovered about the kamikazes that I only just have kind of heard about anecdotally that might like, I think, change the the perception of that a little bit. It could be an yeah. interesting follow up. There was a book I think that just you know me. It's always like a book that I hear about. Um, <laughs> you probably could... the most like prolific reader in our group. So yes, obviously. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's not like I work with them or anything, but I, I just remember seeing it come up. I don't even remember where I'll, I'll find it um, and send you all the link. But it, it was about that, like kind of dispelling some of the more common notions yeah. about kamikaze history and, um, you know, some of the things that they went through and, and um, both inside cultural perspectives and then, you know, outside perspectives. Yeah. So I'll, I'll see if oh. I can track that down. I would like that. Uh -huh. And we can do a follow-up to this. Okay. And then maybe the information that I have been reading is raw? So... I think it's never. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff never changes. It's always the True. same. Yeah. I already found um, it. So now, obviously, the uh the act is generally not obviously not seen in a positive light um there are less things in japanese society to kill yourself over that would be honorable um a lot of and one thing i found that was really interesting was interesting sad is the more more accurate topic is that a lot of um, 
uh, a lot of the suicides that would happen happened around April. Um, and especially in, um, they, they happened around April, which also happened to correspond to many, um, fiscal year ends for a lot of companies. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of like salarymen. That's, like, that's gotta be what it is. <laughs> yeah. Like. Um, so, you know, work stress and, a number of other things and if you're finding like salarymen dead in the forest that's probably a good indication that things probably weren't going great uh, um Japan. and isn't it like true right that like their work hustle culture is even more intense than oh, like the states insane. it's you're, so much more you're expected intense. to work hours okay. past your actual shift and if you're the you know if you're the first one to go home at the end of the day then you're gonna get looked over for promotion you're expected to go out for drinks with your boss whenever he wants to it's it's yeah. it's brutal Ish. it's a ma- it's a major issue uh, oh my god on a positive note if you're caught napping at your desk it's going to be less of an issue because you're resting up to be better, uh, better prepared for the rest of the day. Damn. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could nap at my desk. Um, (laughs) anyway, uh, yeah. So at the, um, so as time has gone on, um, the, the numbers have, really only like increased year over year um and i think in 2003 was the last time that they publicly um that they published the the numbers publicly at about 105 deaths that they found in the forest um too many and in in 2010 a, I guess it must have been from a freedom of information um, request. The police files for the area have uh, showed about 157, 160. Um, <clears throat> but what they do, they don't, um, because it is still a, a popular tourist area um, and they want to separate the area from Uh, sorry, they want to separate the area from, you know, that sort of tragic and, I say tragic, but like they're the, uh, the way Japanese culture looks at suicide. They want to be able to like separate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and they still want people to go hiking there and they still want people to do the tourism thing. So they're really, so they really just completely trying to stop publishing those numbers um, because of that. But it still happens. There's also a correlation um, of publishing that numbers that more people get the idea in their head as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so at this point, um, you know, it is still, uh, it is. Uh, oh, okay. Sorry, I was wrong. In 2010, the police records show that 
247 people attempted to commit suicide in the forest. Um, Only 54 of them had succeeded, supposedly. Uh, And, yeah, that is... uh, At this point, um, if there are signs... um, And uh, that sort of are around the forest that were put up by local authorities. Um, basically stuff like your life is something precious. Um, and think about your parents, siblings, children once more. Don't be troubled alone. Um, they also have like helpline numbers. Um, you know, uh, just to, you know, there are ways to reach out and get get help essentially and mm-hmm. um that's one of the one of the big things that has been um they've been trying to help folks in general uh who try and use the forest as their as their way out um and yeah i think uh i think at uh that's probably the the end of the information that i've got but the i think the the important thing is you know if um if anyone is having feelings um you know always reach out for help there are a lot of there are the suicide helplines um you know, even talking to your friends or family. Uh, I get it. Sometimes friends or family are not the most helpful people in the world. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of options out there. Ask for help. Please. Yeah. And also, if you have friends that you're worried about, if, like, someone's been sad and then they suddenly get really happy and they suddenly start, like cleaning up and giving stuff away like mm-hmm. please check in on them um because yeah. that's usually a sign uh and it's not a good sign yeah right yeah yeah i mean yeah anyway uh resources um, Canada has a helpline, US helpline. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. a national there's a couple different national ones. Um I know the Trevor Project has a helpline. Yes. Um there's the oh, yeah. National Suicide Hotline. Um I believe Canada and the US both have one. Um I'm sure like I think just googling helps. There's yeah. crisis line. There's one like if you Google suicide helplines, there's like specific ones for British Columbia. Um, there's specific yeah. ones for Vancouver Island. Mm-hmm. Um, that was <laughs> we went. I had I had emotional whiplash from those two. I got, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like <laughs> we went real dark. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna work on mine this week. I'm hoping to get the book read over the next few days. Now that I have a brain. Um, or part of a brain. Uh, <laughs> I'll say part of one, and then we can record that one whenever. Yeah, cool. Yeah, just keep us posted when you guys think you're about ready, so we can. Sweet. Ah, I can do that. 
That's it for this week, and we appreciate you taking the time to listen and learn about such a tragic topic that is Akigahara. Mental health is something that is so incredibly important, so if you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out to friends or families or to one of the many support lines that are available. You are valid, your feelings are valid, and you deserve to be treated with love and respect. If you need help finding resources, please check out the resources tab on our website at thehumanexception.com. Next week, Hallie tells us about Jack Parsons, a nebulous man known both for his great scientific ventures and for his occult pursuits and friendships with LRH and Aleister Crowley. And then Courtney's going to tell us about nail polish. I'm not sure what exactly about it yet, but knowing Courtney, there will be some sort of wacky twist that no one saw coming. As always, links, pictures, and additional information can be found on our website at thehumanexception.com. To keep up with all things exceptional, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Have a story you want us to cover or want to tell us that we're wrong or you want to say hi, you can email us at thehumanexception at gmail.com. And to get on the phone, you can come join our Discord server. Link can be found on our contact page. Keep on being exceptional, my humans, and have a wonderful weekend.